thing about, and I, I hate myself because I literally had this thought when I saw the forecast. I was like, oh, it's going to rain on Sunday, so there won't be any fireworks when Don and I record our podcast. <laughs> Do you know, I thought of that and I was like, oh no, like we won't be able to have windows open. Like I'm going to be dying of heat. Not that it's ever that hot, no, but yeah, also no. you know how I dress and yes. I probably would have had pants on today, but I wore shorts because I was <laughs> It's smart. a special occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I used my noggin this time. But I just heard them. I mean, they're going to happen. Yeah, probably. As long as the rain holds off, because I think it's supposed to... It's not even like a 100% chance, so it may not rain. But So we apologize in advance. But it's all right. It's a holiday episode. <sighs> Is it? In real life, for us. I mean, it's... Oh, oh, for us, yeah. It's 4th of July weekend. This comes out on the Although, 4th of July. the number of times we talk about how un-American certain things are in this episode is is pretty high Holy, so I right guess... isn't that odd i mean the shit we're gonna be talking <laughs> yeah, the about the timing is like wow we are having a very patriotic episode <laughs> here, so <laughs> i guess the timing is fine this is i hate it let's watch it i'm lisa and i'm dawn and to get us started here's our 60 second summary Hide your children, hide your wives. This week's episode of Riverdale features a brand new big bad, communism. After being suspected of being a communist sympathizer, English teacher Mrs. Thornton is removed from her post and banished to the neighboring community of Greendale, which is apparently less judgmental and more open-minded, so what exactly is the punishment here? This triggers a red scare across Riverdale, and we're not talking about communism, we're talking about the Blossoms. Clifford demands that Cheryl out her gay friends or he will give the river vixens to Evelyn. Cheryl refuses sacrificing the squad in order to protect Tony, Kevin, and Clay. Nobody is safe from the witch hunt, including Hiram Lodge, who makes a guest appearance this week to remind us all that he isn't dead in this timeline, but that's about it. Accused of meeting with Kami King Videl Mastro, he makes a deal with Veronica to swear they were in Cuba together on a vacation in exchange for giving her the Pembroke suite. And after street vendors refuse to sell un-American comic books at their newsstands, Jughead and Apple start selling their wares under the table until they are finally busted by Sheriff Keller. Principal Featherhead reclaims as many comic books from the students as he can and burns them in a bonfire in front of the high school. Also, Betty starts a teen newsletter after the blue and gold gets shut down and it's immediately a hit. Let's just say her mailbox is stuffed. So before we get into things, I would like to introduce our cocktail. Which honestly looks so refreshing. Well, it should scare you, Dawn, because this cocktail is uh, is the red scare. You know what? It it's is commie red. It's commie red. <laughs> it's red, white, and no blue. Made with, the, <laughs> made with the finest Russian vodka and cherry seltzer. And I threw in a splash of Malibu because this is America. So America. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. That is refreshing. Yum given it's the red scare. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to communism. Right? And the focus of this episode. Uh, okay, I'm angry, Dawn. I'm, there, yeah, there's I'm a angry. lot of stuff that I kind of had that Wizard of Oz moment where I was like... <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Hold on, I have to look for where I wrote it. Communist. Unlikable sexual behavior. Comic books. Oh my. It was just kind of all of the worst things that they're trying to portray on Riverdale happened in this episode. Yes. They wanted you to know that they are so corrupt and they're trying to get to the bottom of it. At the same time, the stakes so low mm -hmm. because we start the episode one of the very first things that happens is mrs thornton being taken out of her classroom and fired i guess but nothing happens to her she just becomes a librarian in greendale so like <laughs> also okay can we, 
<laughs> Can we address how difficult it was for Archie to pronounce Thornton? Oh, okay. So Archie, this whole season, I'm confused. It almost seems like he had major dental surgery and is relearning how to talk because I've noticed this in multiple episodes and I haven't brought it up yet. But the way he is speaking, and I, so I shouldn't even say Archie, KJ Pro- Appa. Right. Is the way he pronounces yeah. or enunciates more so. Yes. He, it almost seems like there was some kind of major reconstructive dental surgery that happened and he can't talk like a normal person. Well, it's it's funny because I want to just let this one slide because I actually wrote, why did it have to be Thornton and not just Thornton? Mm-hmm. That extra N you could tell that they were all trying to remember was in the name. So they <laughs> specifically pronounced it when saying her name. And I'm like, uh. it could have just been Thornton. Thornton is just a little too extra for me. And shout out to KJ Appa and his girlfriend. I think they just had another baby. What? I think he just posted it today. Another one? Another one. We just had one. I think it's like two by now. It was when Rivervale came out, I remember, because that was when he was on. Well, I mean, it wasn't when it came out, I guess. So when they felt, yeah, but when, so when it probably- aired, he was not in any of those episodes. He was on paternity leave. So what was that? The end of 2021? Yeah, so it makes sense. Two Jesus, he is fertile, fertile. And so is she, I guess. Yeah, he just posted with a with a baby baby. So I assume. Well, it could be somebody else's baby. Yeah said something about being a dad so oh. i figured it was his <laughs> but if that's the case congratulations <laughs> we're just spreading rumors now that Kate <laughs> he's like the next nick cannon he's oh my god out babies. he's only on a second and a normal like separate you know a normal timeline but that's okay anyway but yeah there's something weird going on with his speech patterns in this episode i and in all of the episodes i've noticed i just haven't really brought it up because we've had other things to talk about but maybe this- just the 50s rhetoric though <sighs> no you don't you don't notice this i i only just is... with thornton that's the only thing that really bothered me this episode maybe it's because i did the full rewatch and so i've seen him speaking uh... in all the other episodes but there's there's a difference there's something going on it reminds me there was like one time in doctor who where they brought an actress back who had been in prior seasons and she was in this one like special episode but she had just had dental surgery uh... and so she was the way she was talking it was like a little bit odd she did a great job she pulled it off but you could tell there was something weird about the way she was talking and that's how kj appa has been talking this entire season huh. i'm like what is wrong with you he's got that riverdale money now. i wouldn't be surprised if it came out that he had had wisdom teeth removed or you know mm. some sort of like implants. jaw surgery <laughs> implants you never know you want extra teeth well no just replaced <laughs> Replaced your jawbone? I would like a squarer jaw, please. <laughs> I mean, people do that. They shave their jawline. Oh, no. I don't. Okay. Well, moving on. Hollywood. <laughs> well, let's move on here. I'm very angry about this episode because it was such a nothing burger. And they tried to pretend that there was a lot going on, but really none of it is consequential. Because as I mentioned, Mrs. Thornton, yes, she gets fired as her English teacher post, but she mm. is immediately able to find a job at the Greendale Library. I did love how she said, though, it's less judgmental across Sweetwater River. Yeah. And okay. I was like, they should all fucking move there then. Because right. Because clearly... Burn Riverdale to the ground and just go across the river because i mean they're all dealing with issues that are clearly judged on a daily basis that i think if they just went over there yeah if they're more welcoming you might as well because the other thing we're dealing with is cheryl being forced to out the gay 
contingency of decent lists <laughs> Riverdale yeah I, I didn't four. pause it to check it out because either. obviously we only know of the four <laughs> but maybe there are other people on the list that we would have recognized I don't know but I think it's very ironic that Clifford Blossom burst into that classroom talking about the red scare meanwhile what color is their hair? What color do they all wear all the time? They are constantly in commie red. And that's what yeah. that's honestly what made me think I should do a red cocktail tonight because it just it really embodies the hypocrisy of this whole <laughs> thing because you can't get up there and talk about the commie red scare and be standing there in a red blazer. Like it was literally He he screams communist. Yes. And it was literally a bad thing to be seen wearing red in this time period. That's how paranoid people were. So for them to to walk around flaunting like we're blossoms we were red we invented red and it's like well did you invent communism then because <laughs> this could get weird it was just a lot of taking down in this episode that i think was just kind of like what do we have left you're just literally trying to take away everything and become a communist town right yeah if you if you make everybody behave the same which is american then is it not the same as communism mm. where everybody is the same? But I mean, that's, ooh, that is a much deeper debate that we are not qualified to have Absolutely right now. Not. So, but I'm sure my dad would love to weigh in on this. <laughs> <laughs> he would have things to say. But what I hate, and I feel like we're going to jump all over the place because yeah. my thoughts are kind of scattered on it and I'm just angry. But what one of the things I really hate about Riverdale is how thinly veiled their symbolism is because you'd had this class doing this was an English class and they were doing monologue performances. Yeah. From... Did, did you ever do that in English class? No, it was during like a literature class, not necessarily English class, but like a modern novel. I did it in. Really? Yeah. I, I've never I mean, like we read passages out loud in English classes but there was never a performance based lesson so this was very odd to me that they had to do these monologues but Archie does one from the crucible pretty intense very intense and I don't necessarily think it was a bad performance but it it was just out of place here very in Riverdale (laughs) and uh it was the same thing with Veronica but Archie does one about from the crucible which is very clearly like a tale of persecution which is what we're dealing with with the communists in yeah, this episode and the title of this episode right and then veronica does one from king lear and it's about daddy issues and it's like guys can we talk about how julian's totally fine totally fine he but also extremely well from his coma he's great <laughs> but yeah julian's back and he's just normal like he's not a douche which is interesting. Like, he didn't really come into any plot lines this week as being evil. So maybe his come to Jesus moment or with his injured. coma. Right. Again, like, no sign of his coma. Right, we, I, I guess we don't know how much time has passed, but it, it shouldn't have been that much. <laughs> no. We didn't get to hear Betty and Kevin's, but that one got praise. Right. Yeah. She said it was just as good as a Broadway performance or yeah. something. It was like, okay. Probably not, but that's very nice of you to say. <laughs> the other thing that Betty's working on right now, I just, I miss Horny Betty. You know, like we didn't have it. But any I horny feel Betty. like this has the undertones of Horny Betty. This is her. Well, it got her fired up. It got her fired up, yeah. Yeah, she. I kind of like this. I want to know more. 
she is frustrated because Mrs. Thornton was the advisor for the blue and gold. And so she goes to Featherhead, who like for once has a ball sack and is like, no, nah, fuck, you know, we're shutting down the paper. You know, we don't need this. He didn't need any advising. Yeah, his fucking Iago on the shoulder uh-huh. wasn't there to tell him what to do. And he still held the line. So I thought that was interesting. But Betty is frustrated. So she sets up a P.O. box, which like in high school, <laughs> I didn't even understand what a P.O. box was. So she manages to do this and then she passes around flyers asking people to write in so she can start her own little teenage, what does she call it? Teenage hit. Teenage... Mystique. Mystique. Teenage Mystique magazine, I guess. And they can write to the girl next door. And I thought it was really cute that she got so much mail that they couldn't fit it in her little piece. That was, I loved the male lady who was like. (laughs) The male lady who was in this episode for 10 seconds. But she was so adorable. (laughs) Like, there was a card in the mail, and it basically said, when you have an abundance of mail, it doesn't fit here, give us the card. So Mm -hmm. she, like, give, and she's like, oh, she was like so excited for Betty. She's like, well, that means that you got way more mail that could fit. Check out all this mail you got, girl. Your box is stuffed, girl. (laughs) Betty wishes her box was stuffed. She's dying for her love box. box. (laughs) Her love, please. I have another story about that. Oh my god! Somebody needs to lick Betty's love box. (laughs) Well, her box is getting stuffed with tons of letters. Somebody should be getting stuff. Yeah, but that's Betty's whole thing this episode, right? That's pretty much it for Betty. Yeah. So, which is sad. Like, I don't like it when episodes don't feature Betty. Which I think we kind of got foreshadowing how it's going to end up because in the beginning of the episode, we see that her phone and the typewriter is gone from her room. Right. Yeah. What was that? But they never went back to it. So I said, did Alice take it? Probably. Oh, she's such a bitch. We didn't have any Alice, which was great. But we did have Hiram and we did have Hermione. And I have to say, incredibly underwhelmed by this stupid it was like what a waste of a guest appearance (laughs) it really was and i found it to be like i wanted so bad for it to not be the norm but the minute i heard daddy fifty thousand times daddy i wanted to throw up i mean Really, you've forgotten so quickly how no, horrible. No, but I just was. also feel like now with the bangs, though, like it doesn't make it any mm. like it made it ten times worse. I have to say, I did feel their relationship was not as creepy because no. aside from the daddy thing, there definitely seemed to be an appropriate father daughter relationship, and you could tell that there was emotional abuse happening because she seemed really reluctant to accept that he was there, and then even when. He admitted, like, well, I'm not really just here to visit. Mm. She was like, well, obviously. I don't know. There seemed to be the proper power dynamic where Hiram was the parent and she was the child. And there was definitely sort of that imbalance of power, which is which there should be. But in terms of their banter and like there really wasn't any like she was very submissive towards him. Yeah. And when she pushed back, it didn't feel like there was anything behind it, I guess. And there wasn't because she eventually complies with what he's asking. Basically, Hiram's being investigated by the FBI because he went to Cuba for... I hated how he fucking said it. <laughs> I think that's how you're supposed to say it. I don't it. give a shit. He just he's like, Cuba. Cuba. I'm like, no, I feel like... <laughs> so, no. so he went to Cuba and he he was there to see his mistress, Kelly. Huh. Kelly Ripa, maybe? <laughs> so he was there to see his mistress, but he doesn't want to tell that truth. He wants to make yeah, it sound like... Yeah, he'd rather lie about that, but he... <laughs> yeah. 
he won't he won't defend himself against communism but he, you know he he will pretend that he didn't have an affair so he wants veronica to back his story which is apparently that he went there with her as a graduation present to buy cigars for her i guess or for him i don't know but what's confusing to me about this like this seems like a very bad plan because not only does the fbi aka glenn glenn hey glenn, glenn is hey back glenn for- not only does the fbi have a photo of him liaising right, with communist party proof. leaders but they should be able to prove whether or not she went to cuba at that point yeah, yeah like they have passports they can just check to see did she go to cuba at this time and did if she, she didn't go fidel mastro wait did wait that's what they said fidel mastro no you didn't catch that? No, I, I I was honestly really mad at this episode, so I wasn't really he paying attention. He legit is like, well, after Glenn shows her the picture or whatever, and then she, you know, basically is like, you got got, you know, fess Come up. clean. Come clean. And he's like, I just so happened to be at a party and Videl Mastro was there. And I'm no. like, uh, don't no. say that. Why do they do this with some people and not others? Right? It's so strange. I to also me. love that Fidel Castro and Ray Bradbury are in the same <laughs> category to where they both need to have their names rearranged. Right. But Patricia Highsmith, we referred to her by name. Right. When we were talking about her. And also Langston Hughes and other yes. authors and Arthur Miller. They didn't bother. Oh, yeah. To they didn't change up Arthur Miller. That. No, it's just political figures, I guess. Ray Bradbury's yeah, not a player. Whatever. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to make sense out of something that makes no sense. His estate must really be against this show. <laughs> um, you cannot use his likeness no. in Riverdale. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that's that's really why Hiram was there to meet with Patel Mastro. Well, I don't think that's true. I do think he was there to meet with his mistress. But his oh mistress yeah, he just so happened to be there. Yeah, yeah, with Fidel Mastro. And I think it would be really easy to disprove his alibi. And the fact that Veronica is willing to go on the record backing him up, I, I just feel like that's so stupid. Because again, it would be so easy to confirm with her passport, with immigration. I know it was like a little bit less stringent than yeah. you know it is today. But I do feel like there was probably a paper trail they could have investigated from there and putting herself on the line for her dad. I don't think that's worth it. Yeah, but she's getting what she wants now because he's going to sign over the Pembroke to her. Right. Yeah. And she tells him he needs to come clean to Hermione. Which I assume happens because then Hermione comes. <sighs> yeah, she shows up looking... I wasn't a fan of this look. She had all. like the um, donut bun. Yes, and it didn't. It, didn't look it was great. too high on the head. Yeah, it didn't look great. And she's so small, like she's so slender. Yes, that like the giant donut bun seemed to overwhelm her whole. Like it head. should have been a hat. Kind yes. Of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It looked like a hat. She was interesting too because we to this point we've been led to believe that Veronica's parents are evil. And they kicked her out of the house. They sent her to Riverdale. Right, like they're tag team evil. Yeah, and that they're actively trying to prevent her from living a productive life because they literally locked her out of the Pembroke to the point where she had to live in her movie theater. Neither of the parents we met in this episode 
seem capable of that. Mm-hmm. Hiram was dismissive and selfish and arrogant and whatever, but he didn't seem cruel. No. And Hermione felt very sympathetic to me as a character. Like if this if we were watching this episode out of context of the rest of the season, her mother coming in and saying like we're canceling the show, we're going to be getting a divorce. Do you want to spend, spend Christmas, Christmas together? Yeah. Very sad, very empathetic for a character, not somebody who I would have thought would kick her daughter out of housing. You know? Yeah. And even Hiram at the movie theater seemed very pleased and, you know, proud of yeah. her accomplishment of what she did with the place. Yeah. And he had his little moment of like, oh, butter, little Yeah, butter, give me butter. some popcorn, little girl. But other than that, like, he did seem very like, oh, wow, she did a great job. Like, he seemed proud. Right. Or at the very least, not dismissive, because the Hiram that we're familiar with is always kind of belittling Veronica's accomplishments. And finding a way to outdo Yeah, and if we can't, that. if we, you know, recall, they literally tried to buy this theater out from under mm-hmm. her and close it down and none of this jives so do you think it's a ruse under I veronica i don't mm. think it's anything i okay. think it's nothing because like <laughs> it's like don't shut up this can't be anything no, more well, than it because is because we don't like this no, is the true. last time hiram and i think mark consuelos confirmed this that that right, was, it was his a last one episode riverdale then. appearance so we're never gonna see him again it was just a very odd thing to bring them back at all yeah and it doesn't fit with what we've seen or what we've heard and been told of the lodges to this point in season seven. So I. I so then it is easy to believe confusing. that when Mary had called Hermione about the whole like yeah. shunning your daughter, I mean. That she caved and was like, fine. Right. Maybe it was Veronica taking it the wrong way or maybe it was just. Yeah. <laughs> there was a an misunderstanding. Extra, yes. There was an, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious if Veronica just completely blew things out of proportion and started living in the movie theater when like all this. Makes s- sense. When all they said was like, hey, um, you know, you need to remember that we're paying your rent. And then she was like, well, maybe I don't need you to pay my rent. I'm just going to go live on the floor in my movie theater. But that's exactly like she is that dramatic that Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. But again, we're not going to get any more of this. No. No, it's over. We're so there's done. no point in looking into it. So So let's move on. Uh, What do you want to go to now? Comic books? Yeah, sure. Fuck this. I hate this. I hate this whole thing. This is... <laughs> what is this, Don? <laughs> it's getting too out of fucking hand, I think. Because <laughs> at this point... Okay, so we start with... First of all, Jughead has to stop fucking leading Ethel on. I know. It's, it's really frustrating. Upsetting. This poor girl feels so accomplished at this point, given all the shit she's been through. And I feel like in the end, he's just going to be like, eh, sorry, bye. But anyway... They end up going to like one of the more popular, I guess, newsstands. Newsstands that carries everything. Yeah, I this guess. felt like a scene out of the newsies, like the street oh set my gosh, that they had. Yeah. It they it feels like they pulled it from like a 1920s, 1930s. It also 1930s seemed very stuff. congested. I was like, why yeah, is everything so where close is all together? this industry? What is the city of and Riverdale? They get to it and. Ethel's so excited. She's like, do you have, like, the latest pep comic? It's my first one. I wrote it. I illustrated it, like, and the guy was so fucking nasty. And he's like, 
I sent all that shit back. I don't want any of it. Basically. It's un-American. It's un-American. It's another commie fucking bullshit thing. And He didn't say communist. He didn't, but he he implied. Violent garbage. Like, yeah. And uh, sent it back, you know. So they end up going to the office and talking to Fieldstone. Can Mr. Fieldstone speak without shouting? Is that a possibility? Because he just seems to be constantly. It kind of reminds me of, uh, what's the newspaper editor in Spider-Man? I don't remember his name but that's i think maybe they might have based his character on that oh, guy maybe. because he's always kind of yelling and like you gotta do this and you gotta do that and that's what his whole vibe is and i feel like he's like that in real life though he, he gives off maybe. that kind of vibe but um, it's a little bit much i could do without it yeah and he's just kind of like this is fucking bullshit everybody's sending back their comics they don't you know and sorry the <laughs> yeah fireworks, the fireworks are distracting me somebody just got started on their display they oh, want to look pretty though yeah they're not um, and we have a nice view from my, my window here so yeah so at that point ethel is like well if they're just gonna sit here like can i take some it's my first issue and at that point jughead basically is like uh, if nobody's gonna buy them from the newsstands we can do something about that and sell them ourselves so they they take a couple well they a take lot. a lot yeah a couple a lot of, of bundles stacks. of these comics and they decide to do what a lot of people have done after the pandemic and price gouge the shit <laughs> yeah, out of right. these comic books that are cover listed as 10 cents and they're jacking the price to 25 25 cents these goddamn capitalist bastards mm-hmm. this is why we need communism in riverdale <laughs> <laughs> big comics is taking over and oh they my need God. to be shut down and people are coming to pops and doing like legit like i mean drug deals <laughs> right but like the definition of under the table deal literally they're literally under the table yeah dealing. i'm not actually sure why they couldn't sit together to do this right because like they were obviously in cahoots it's not like sitting at separate tables made them any less conspicuous it made when, it worse because they're yeah, passing it outside they, the booth yeah when they do finally get busted there's no confusion as to who was involved in the operation but jughead sits at one table and he negotiates price and what issue they want and then he taps the coin on the table and tells ethel what which issue they want and what they want and she passes it to him she's sitting at a different table again no idea why they needed to be at different tables but fine so this is going on for a while i actually did laugh though at the one scene when jughead's wearing sunglasses and is like this is gonna cost you you know uh it was so rare issue stupid (laughs) it was it was dumb but it was funny and it's actually a sting operation Mm -hmm. the uh the boy scouts actually are the ones who take down big comics i find that so fucking funny because it's it's like, what else did the Boy Scouts have to do? <laughs> like, are they going to get a patch for this? Oh, my God. Yeah, this is a comic book bus. There's definitely a comic book bus badge that they can wear proudly from now on. But they teamed up with uh, Sheriff Keller, who then seizes all of their contraband. And it's a lot. Like, first of all, Ethel puts like a duffel bag on the table. But then when they're going through it with Featherhead and Dr. Werther's, it's uh. like thousands of comic books <laughs> which what comes of this at this point i think <sighs> this shit has been taken so far i feel like they have bigger fish to fry like absolutely. the blossoms absolutely the blossoms need to go down because they're the true communists of riverdale not yeah the comics again we're not looking into murders that have been occurring we get nothing on murder investigations right no we're just worried about comic books yeah 
and fucking vaguely, LGBTQ yeah, of vaguely Riverdale. vaguely communist people and vaguely sexually deviant people. <laughs> like, I can't, like... We're really, what are we doing it's, here? It's too intense That's for their liking. That's why I'm so angry with this episode, because, like, what the fuck was this? Why did this need to happen? And then it becomes a full-blown spectacle, because Featherhead and Werther's and basically the Blossom... I mean, basically any head of... Any evil yeah, man in the show, because... Decide, we're going to have a bonfire right outside the school and just burn yeah, all the burn comics. all the comic books. And, like... Again, make it a show. It yeah. wasn't even like a, we're confiscating everything. Oh, that was another thing. Yeah. They decided to tell all of the comic book collectors, we will buy all your comics off of you. Right. In order to just get them out of circulation. And Jughead's like, this is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And you have Dilton Doily, who's like, yeah, but I read him already, so who gives a fuck? Right. And, it's like, and like, they're going to pay not the me. Point. <laughs> that's not the point. I mean, would I have done? I might have. Yeah, sure. But then also, Although I'm, I don't think they I'm a sentimental that he was burn them, person. So, right. You know. It, it's still kind of fucked. Yeah. But yeah, so that was the whole comic book end of this one. Uh, yeah, I, uh, comic books are playing a much larger role in this final season of Riverdale than I think they should. Although maybe that's their way of paying homage to the original comics that inspired the show. But I'm not into it. It's It feels like small potatoes, especially when we just came from a season that was literally like the end of the world. And now we're here in the 50s dealing with communism and comic books and LGBTQ issues. And it's just like, what, what are we, what, what are we doing? Thing, I mean, the communism part, fine. For that really? Time. You're fine with the communism? No, I'm saying in terms of the time period and why it's being brought up, fine. The comic books we could have brought up as a as a present day scenario, I think. I, I mean, it's need more to so be. like video games now. I feel like, I feel like they're trying to do the whole like comic books Fair. are what video games are now where they just represent this outlet i will be honest though comic books still play a decent role do they comics in general yeah i mean given our fellow indie podcasters a lot of them are big comic people i also know several big comic collectors they're still around there's a big market for them so I, it could have worked as a present day storyline i just yeah it i funny actually that wouldn't have seen it as being super out of place if they had tried to do that present day yeah yeah so i and even the lgbtq yeah portion so right now you're literally just putting us in the 50s to put us in the 50s and make it just look why are we here yeah i I don't why are we here so let's touch a little bit more on the lgbtq because we didn't quite we we mentioned it but we haven't gone over it i mean back then it was really just lgb right true yeah we We didn't didn't get the rest of them we didn't we kind of stopped at that but um Evelyn dyed her hair. Yes. She's suddenly very brunette. She's anti-commie. So she's trying to get out of the. Yeah. She's She's trying to disassociate. (laughs) One takedown at a time. Thank you very much. So actually, when I first caught a glimpse of her in this episode, it did spark my memory that she had seen Cheryl and Tony together on the Halloween episode. And I was like, oh, nothing ever came of that. So finally, something's going to come of that. Yeah. And she starts the sort of rumor that Cheryl and Tony are a couple, which obviously the Blossoms hear. And basically Clifford threatens Cheryl and says, we've drafted a list of students at Riverdale High who are probably gay. 
And we need <laughs> you to confirm that list. And if you don't, we'll take the river vixens away from you. Now, for me, this feels like a pretty simple decision. Mm-hmm. It's just a cheerleading team. You, you just don't. You, ju- you just take the L on this one, right? But like Cheryl's conflicted. UL take the L. But also it proves defeat, which is not her, her style. No. And it has to be on her terms. Obviously. Because that's what we end up dealing with. But I'm proud of her. Oh. This episode. Okay. Because as much as she is very family oriented, I guess it's only really one. Loyal, Julian I is, think. Yeah. Yeah. But I found it interesting that she quickly took, I mean, she burned the list. She crumbled it up, threw it in the fire and was like, fuck you guys, I'm out of here. But she went right to Tony, Clay, and Kevin was like, listen, this is what's going down. Right. They're squeezing me. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And it was kind of like, you you think she's going to... She's going to side with her parents and she's going to keep her vixens and whatever. Mm -hmm. She realizes at that point that it was Evelyn Mm -hmm. and she confronts Evelyn. She's like, well, you weren't at Halloween. Like, what the fuck? She's like, well, I saw you at the diner. And she's like, well, fuck you, whatever. Mm -hmm. And again, then she reports back to Kevin Clay and Tony and is like, listen, it was Evelyn. She's been wanting the squad forever. How can we just fuck, you know? And then they end up being able to fuck with them just to prove a point and that she could kind of, it's on her terms. And they end up playing it off that Cheryl and Kevin are together. Clay and Tony are together. I kind of like the song. I loved the song (laughs) in the hallway. Like, I kind of like that. And she goes into Feather head's office and of course it's her clifford and worthers because again we got that tag team going on sure we we do that's the that's the trifecta yeah of shitty white men and they have the paperwork ready you gotta admit to us that these people are the gay people of riverdale the gay people of riverdale and she's like no i'm very content with giving the squad to evelyn and I'm going to go with my boyfriend, Kevin, mm-hmm. with Tony and her boyfriend, Clay, and we have a double date and get the fuck out of my face. And I was actually very proud of her for that because I felt like she could have easily made it about herself, screwed everybody else, took the squad back. Yeah, we have a better version of Cheryl in the 50s. Surprisingly, though, because she had her moments. Yes, and I've and I've mentioned this before. I think we talked about it with another episode but this is what I feel like we should have gotten from Cheryl in season five or after the time jump you know we deserved a better Cheryl in the normal timeline and they're finally more recent yeah yeah they're finally giving it to us and it's like too little too late and also does any of this character growth matter if if it We're just staying happen. here. Yeah, if it doesn't happen in the current day. So that's kind of frustrating. But yeah, I think they made it seem like a harder decision than it needed to be initially. But she does ultimately make the right choice. So we do have to credit her for that. Mm-hmm. But I, it frustrates me because I, I feel like this is the Cheryl that should have developed naturally in the normal seasons. And I don't understand why they regress her so much otherwise. It's like, it's frustrating. Yeah. The other thing we need to talk about is Miss Grundy. Mrs. Grundy. Mrs. Grundy. She's married. What the fuck? <laughs> it's very funny that Mrs. Grundy's back, but she's going to be taking over for Miss Thornton. And So is she recurring now? We think we're going to see her giving Archie private poetry lessons. <sighs> Maybe. Like, is I this going to start again? Or are we going to see another? I find another? it so funny that it 
season one started with the private music lessons and then now it's private poetry lessons right to think that the 50s was so oh my god you're a poet and then like want to condemn you for it like i just i find that so fucking funny well i mean i guess back in the day poetry was seen as like a nancy boy type activity and i think probably still today it would be sure but i just think it's strange that she's (laughs) That she's back mm-hmm. and that she could be back in like a permanent capacity because... For what, five more episodes? It's true. I thought we were done with her. I really did. It's funny. I read ahead of time before I watched the episode because whatever. The Riverdale Wiki. Yeah. And it even said at the bottom, I forget the actress's name, but she's back as Grundy, but they didn't announce that because they didn't want to overtake... Hiram? Mark and, Mark and Swale is coming back as Hiram. Oh my god. <laughs> like you ever could. I mean, you didn't even want to tell us Glenn was coming back? Like, come on. Yeah, bitch. Sit down. We're obviously the most excited to see Hiram again, but honestly, what a disappointment for that. I just, again, none of these, I feel like all these episodes could be standalone because nothing's reoccurring anymore. Yeah, now that we've dropped the Milkman investigation. Uh- apparently right like Once people again. die doesn't matter anymore mm. doesn't matter milkman's dead we don't have to investigate this any further no nope. but yeah there i feel like they're just standalone episodes and next week proves to be yet again ah uh, yes archie the musical but when you see the preview which i actually surprisingly saw yeah kevin wants to write a musical about archie yeah weird yeah right like why would you be inspired why is he like the old american boy yeah he doesn't even have the best story of all the people that we see like reggie write a musical about reggie yeah you know he's got a he's got a really good story we didn't see this episode is he like gone no yeah i guess back to korea (laughs) i don't think he has to go that far i know (laughs) (laughs) anyway But did you notice, I don't know how recently they updated this, but after next week's episode, or the next week they have announced is a Miss Teen Riverdale or whatever. Oh, I didn't see that. I feel like I look at it every day. And how did you catch it? I did not. Well, I keep looking because there is a break now between the episode that airs this week, the musical, and that episode. How many weeks? Just a week? Just one. So there's an episode July 5th, and then they skip the 12th, and then Odd. the you next would think episode they'd skip is this the 19th. So there's our break. There's the break we've been waiting for, but we're almost done. I mean, we're definitely over the hill, and I have nothing to say, honestly. Yeah, it's a shorter season. We're way past the middle point, and uh, I think we're staying in the 50s the whole time. We've got fucking nothing. And again, if we were going to attempt to do what Tony, not Tony, um, Tabitha. Tabitha. Remember Tabitha exists? Yeah. Um, If we were going to do what Tabitha wanted us to do in the very first episode, which was, you know, correct towards what was it bend towards justice what did the what was the fucking thing there she was said? a line she said something it was something like that but like we're not doing that we're we're, we're making very small changes Ugh, it's so stupid i'm so mad right and even next week with this fucking musical like are we gonna get more of like betty's girl next door letters oh well we know that she and veronica are gonna figure out what's going on with their relationship because (laughs) apparently there's a relationship (laughs) there's the b and lgb the betty (laughs) lgb lesbian gay betty (laughs) (laughs) oh boy guys
guys, we get delirious towards the end because there's we really don't know what else to do. No, I mean, I, I'm just frustrated. I'm sad. I'm upset. All my emotions are negative. I have nothing positive to say about this week. I think I was so excited for Hiram. I'm just really upset at how it all played out. Yeah, man, he had to meet fucking Vidal Mastro <laughs> for some cigars. That's so upsetting to me. Cuba. Cuba. And he said it so many times rapid fire. I was like, enough. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You're from Cuba. <laughs> You're from Cuba. It just sounds like an ignorant way to say it. No, I think that's like the right Probably, way to say it. But I feel like there's an accent there where he didn't really have the accent. Right. It was yeah. just Cuba. Yeah. And also like, like Tuba. Actually, Cuba. Like Tuba. Oh, no. He's Spanish. He was born in Spain. Oh, so, so he doesn't have to say Cuba. He's not Cuban. <laughs> I hate it. He's not Cubano. If anybody's from Cuba, can you just correct us and let us know what's going no, on? No, it's that? definitely the right way to say it because who the fuck would say it that way if they're not supposed to say it that way? People oh, from God. Riverdale. They make up a lot of things. They're special in Riverdale. <laughs> so please correct us. And don't cancel and us. Don't, yeah, We're just and don't, yeah, and don't, and please, please don't, please don't attack don't us. Don't hate on us for that. We just, you know, coming from this show, it just doesn't sound right. Well, guys, that's that's, that's a wrap that's on it. this week. Yeah. I hope you all have a great Fourth of July. Oh, you're stealing my holiday spiel. How? Well, rude. I mean, I feel like that's general since we're both, you know. Fine. Go ahead, Don. Just take all of you my. You can tell us what what's coming up. Can Do you have I? Anything that's coming up? Oh, well, I don't know. Hold on. Usually, like to give us a heads up on what's happening. Stand by. There's probably holidays on July 5th. Clean up your fireworks day. Huh. Okay, July 5th is National Bikini Day. There you go. Go to the beach, y'all. Foreign Slovaks Day. Oh. Uh, mechanical Pencil Day for all you mechanical pencil, lo- pencil lovers. National Graham Crackers Day. Mm. National Workaholics Day. Fuck that. Oh, Pet Remembrance Day. That's a good one. Oh, there we go. Remember our pets come and gone. Work Without Your Hands Day. How does that happen? It's below job day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> you get feet jobs, too. I don't know how that works. What? But people do it. Oh, no. I don't think I could. I mean, Alberto would never let me. He hates feet. But, like, honestly, I just don't know if I have the dexterity. What about paraplegics? What about them? Like, say they don't have arms. They have to give with their feet. Or mouth. That's what that's there for. <laughs> is it not you never know people have kinks don't kink shame. no i mean i would i would assume that if you're giving any sort of job that's true with your feet it it must be a kink but yeah like that can't be your <laughs> the main go-to i get it i get it yeah and and i i don't understand that i also don't like feet but same anyway that we was... tend to we yeah, always wow. take a turn to Ooh. the sexual guys we may have a Anyway, you guys know where to find us soon, because Riverdale's almost over. Mm. We will have a new series for you. Woohoo! And maybe a movie here or there, depending on our breaks. I can't wait to get back to the movies. I honestly. know. Like, they're I'm, fun. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the shows. <laughs> I know. We were so used to like either a ton of breaks or the huge yeah. summer break or something. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been so long since I've made a freaking... I just want to shake it up. I know. I miss making my my movie promos, um, but we'll have something soon. And yes, so Twitter, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Twitter lately, guys, but <laughs> I'll still be there, even though you guys all want to fucking get off of it. We hope you're one of your 600 posts that you view or whatever the fuck that is. It's one of ours. <laughs> 
Uh, luckily, we are um, verified, so we get like, what is Yay. it? 1,800? I don't know how many it is. A it's going to change. I- I've been trying to read up on it, and he's going to change it. He's just being fucking weird. Yeah, I think it's like a contingency thing. He's done that with every rule he's made. Everybody freaks out right away, and then he just is like, full jam. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, they are Instagram, because you know what? I post on Instagram out of habit it would be easier if more people were on that but they're not so that's why i resort to twitter so definitely check there for any of our updates and yeah so until next time that's ending